the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Good morning. This is Rick with the Firing Line Radio, filling in for Phil Naiman. And today I have with me Kevin Small from the California Rifle Pistol Association, who runs advocacy and outreach. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. And also with me is CRPA's number one lobbyist, the guy who makes things happen, the guy that literally walks through excremento every day defending your rights, Roy Griffith. How are you doing, Roy? I'm very good. Proud to be number one, but I'm only number one because I'm the only one. So I guess, uh, you know. <laughs> but thank well, you, Rick. Don't let, don't let him tease you folks because that man works harder than anybody. He, he crams 100 hours into a 45-hour work week, and that's non-exaggeration. But this week has been interesting because many of you may or may not know we're looking at a new attorney general here in California since Becerra migrated, like we've been warning people, all the way back to D.C. to sit on the uh, Biden cabinet. And so let's talk about uh, Mr. Bonta, who was a former assembly member. So what do you know about Mr. Bonta having worked the assembly the way you have, Roy? Well, he's certainly not one of our friends. He sits on the other side of the aisle. He's likely, he's not one of our biggest opponents there. He's not one that routinely authors anti-Second Amendment bill. However, he very rarely, if ever, strays from the company line and and votes by his own conscience, which is concerning for somebody who is now sitting in such an important seat for us, you know, at the AG's office. All I can say is it would be really hard for him to be worse than the last two we've had, you know? <laughs> so, I, you know me, I'm always the optimist. I want to give the gentleman a chance, and, and um, you know, we'll meet with them. And um, certainly we could have had better folks in that seat, but and not by better. I don't mean character or anything other than someone who might believe more in, in our beliefs. But um, like I said, for him... He'll have to start really early in the morning and be a real Adam Henry to be worse than Bukhara. I don't know how. You know, I just try to pronounce the the, the, the previous AG's name the way our president does, Bakalu or Bukhara or whatever it is, the guy who just left and went to D.C. and then certainly Kamala. Um, those two were not our friends. If you look at what the previous one did and filed more lawsuits against our sitting president than anybody did in that office, like I said, um, Mr. Mont has got to work really hard to be worse than what we had. So, so having Thank said that, um, 
you know, there was a wonderful New York Times article, a Guardian article, a Cal Matters article um, talking about that this is the legislator known as being odds with the police. And now, technically, he'll be California's top cop in this role. As, you know, former law enforcement, are there concerns? Oh, geez. I mean, just look at the bills that our men and lady and ladies in blue are facing again this year. I mean, just the last couple of years have just been an onslaught of legislation stripping away peace officer authority and at the same time you know, rolling back penalties on criminals. So, again, you know, it, it's really it's, it's going to be interesting to have Bonta in that seat and see how he behaves on some of these things that we're most certainly going to be bringing lawsuits forward and his name's going to be on them. I mean, um, just today, you know, we CRPA moved to a position opposed of a bill that we've been watching, AB 1237. It's an information release bill that, you know, we were promised amendments by the author to make it clarify you know, who all is going to have access to the information. And the amendments only made the bill worse. I mean, think about, you know, how careful we have still to protect our members and identities. And, you know, we do everything we can, and even, even to the point of sometimes hobbling ourselves to, financially, because we will not release our members' names. And every gun owner in California may just have all their information sitting out at UC Davis sometime in the near future if AB 1237 is passed. Because um, So that that's a bill that will certainly be interesting to see how the new AG handles or positions taken on that. And certainly let's see how our governor, who is... You know, these folks have been so protective of people's rights and people's information, and, and now they're ready just to hand a list over to, to from DOJ to UC Davis to a researcher over there. And, you know, um, CRPA, you know we stand for safety, and we stand for everything and anything that can be done in the realm of safety to make firearms safer. But um, now we're tasking DOJ with sharing this information with a third party and then no real solid rules on what that third party is going to do with that information and who that third party, you know, who are these mystery folks that third party can share that information with to do their research. It's just scary stuff. You know, this is um, uh, just concerning, you know, as to who is going to have access to know that uh, Randy Travis has got X number of guns in his home and has had them for X number of years, you know, so very, very concerning. So in, in looking at, you know, Bonta, one of the things that Kevin and I are going to be talking about in the next couple of segments is, you know, Bonta is also inheriting a, a series of department um, befundles from Cal DOJ, as well as uh, a boatload of lawsuits that California Rifle Pistol Association and other 2A groups have landed on his predecessor's desk. So, you know, Becerra was able to kick out of that when he took his nice new posh office back in D.C., well, obviously, Bunt is going to inherit that. Do you see him really trying to repair DOJ? Because, you know, I think most of us um, on both sides, to be honest, of the issue would say that DOJ has been fairly inept at being able to uh, maintain what it was called to do, let alone take on all the new responsibilities that get thrown on it year after year after year. And that's in no means me saying, oh, I feel sorry for DOJ. But the fact is we're going to look at is, DOJ has fallen behind in doing its job on multiple levels. And a lot of times I think people, there's a disconnect between Cal DOJ 
and the attorney general. But is it not true that the attorney general is the kind of the chief of, of the Department of Justice for California? Certainly. Well said, Rick. He's their number one badge. And, um, you know, again, when I tell the story of DOJ, you know, I'm being a former retired student employee. I know that student employees are just constantly given more responsibility with less access to resources, less personnel, less spending. And that's just a way play. I'm, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to my brothers and sisters at DOJ who wear the badge that are constantly being handed another big pile of bandini and, and even smaller shovel nominal up a spoon to move it with. Uh, um, all while we have over, that we know of, thousands of armed prohibited felons, people we know should not have firearms in the possession. None of us, you know, everybody on this, on this call would agree that some of these folks should not be in possession of firearms. And instead of dealing with the armed prohibited felon list that grows every year, DOJ is, you know, now after this year, maybe going around to gun shows to look for these mysterious precursor parts and these felonious, nefarious ghost guns that are sold in parking lots that we have asked many times for them to produce, you know, through official freedom of information. We've asked them to produce these numbers, to produce these mystery cases they've made at gun shows, and we have seen nothing. We have no documented proof that um, these cases exist other than their mysterious testimony. So I, you're right. I feel for the folks at DOJ, and I feel for their new top dog, because he is going to be faced with a real hard decision. Does he want to continue down this path of ridiculous um, extra responsibilities on his agency. He's going to draw the line in the sand and say, I'm going to truly do something to make California safer. I'm going to address the big stuff. And um, we are not going to really have the time or the personnel to chase all these other ridiculous things that are, that are been thrown our way. So, um, you know, even the governor, even Governor Newsom addressed that in the veto last year on a right. bill that we're facing at the initial that, hey, time out, you know. We don't need DOJ to have to run around and check the value of a home license. We've got far bigger responsibility than spending millions of dollars on a new machine to check honey licenses, whether they're valid or not, uh, when we have felons and other high-priority responsibilities. So that's where CRP will draw the line and stand. That's where we'll keep fighting. We'll keep fighting for true protection of the safety of our members and citizens and not these crazy responsibilities that are being thrown on DOJ. Um, hey, Roy, I want to thank you for everything you've done. I know this week you, along with Sam Prentice at Gun Owners of California, testified against Bonta becoming the Attorney General and not in support of it. I want to thank you for standing up for gun owners throughout the state. And we'll be back in our next segment when Kevin and I break down some of the issues with DOJ and what Bonta is going to inherit. We'll be right back. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com is where you're going to find the podcast. If you need guns, ammo, anything, 
firearm related. Head on down to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside on the corner of Arlington and Brockton. Go see Vince Torres. And once you get your ammunition, small arms, rifles, pistols, big arms, anything else that you needed over there, then go out and get yourself a certified firearm course on how to use your firearm safely and with determination. Check them out at bullseyesport.com, bullseyesport.com, 951-823-0211. Hello, this is Rick Travis. I'm the Director of Development with the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for the great Phil Neyman here on Firing Line Radio. And with me today is Kevin Small, who is the Director of Advocacy and Outreach for the CRPA. And we're talking about the nominee attorney for Attorney General, Mr. Bonta, who's been an assembly member. And we're going to be breaking down one of the biggest issues in DOJ, something that you, the gun owner, should be screaming from the top of your lungs. Because as we have these shootings across the country, here in California, we all know that every time what we hear is, hey, we need more laws on law-abiding gun owners to make sure that they're not screwing up to make sure they don't make mistakes. But Kevin, I got to tell you, I have 23,598 reasons why that should not be the case. And I know listeners are going, that's a crazy number, 23,598. But that is the number of felons that have illegal firearms that the Department of Justice here in California knows, the California DOJ, knows through their armed and prohibited person system, the app system, that have been convicted of a crime and found to have serious mental illnesses. And wait, they're not being arrested, Kevin. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 23,598 opportunities for a mass shooting in DOJ. Nothing. Why? Well, according to them, there's this thing called COVID-19 and we can't go out. But they can certainly go out and try to create new laws, show up at gun shows, do everything else. I'm just going to cry bull crud. Yeah, if you want to talk about low-hanging fruit, and I think Roy kind of in the last segment hit it on the head. There, you know, There's enough work for the Department of Justice to be doing, whether it be productive work or counterproductive work. Uh, and any logical person can kind of look at some of these things and say, what should we go after first? Um, I don't think it's tracking down ghost guns at gun shows. I, I think it's definitely going after a list of people who we already know um, that are felons who have firearms that they shouldn't have. I mean, what's what's the deal here? What's the holdup? We've had this list for years and years now. And, you know, I mean, if we're going to look again, logically, we can hope that our new attorney general can actually prioritize things that are a little more important than other things. And this would be number one on that list. So Senator Jim Nielsen, who is from Northern California, he had this to say, and I'm curious what your your comments are going to be. He said, the armed person, um, prohibited person system, the app system, they're just not getting the job done. And quote, there's no dang reason why it couldn't get done. They have just not made it important. End quote. That's his quote. Why do you think it is? Kevin, you know, you and I sitting here talking that DOJ, knowing that they had, you know, 23,598 easy arrests. And I don't mean easy in the sense of necessarily going to grab these guys, but you know, when you do, it's, it's going to be a conviction. 
And most cops that I've known, my son's a law enforcement officer, they love, as you said, the low-hanging fruit where it's like, yes, when I go, you know, confront this person, I'm going to get a good arrest. I'm going to get a good conviction. This is a win. What, what, what do you think is going on here? Well, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the, the, the last portion of that quote is really what um, makes it hit home. They just haven't made it important enough. And, you know, if you, if you think about a roadmap, a starting point and an end point, but you convolute this journey so much with, you know, detours, that's kind of what's happened here. We, you know, we've obviously stated that these are people that, you know, are criminals who, um, you know, aren't necessarily producing the best for society with firearms, obviously. Uh, but then along the way, we we got to say, well, we're going to make this illegal too. Well, we're going to make this illegal too. And on your way to uh, grabbing those, you know, you know, attaining that goal, we're going to, we're going to take all these detours and it's just become so convoluted and so much has been put on DOJ to the point where they can't make it a priority because everything else has gotten in the way. You know, one of the things that, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but, you know, there are some things that are, are borderline questionable. And one of the things that's questionable to me is this isn't just indicative in California. It's indicative in other left-leaning states um, that are being ran heavily by um, socialists and progressives. And that is this idea that they don't want to go after these people because these people create the very incidents that they need to have their crises to pass even further restrictive laws to try to remove the Second Amendment, as well as other um, rights guaranteed under the, the Constitution. And I got to tell you, you know, if this was like, hey, going down every year and they were, you know, it was just a big backlog and they were nipping it down. But according to a recent report that was put out, um, cited in the L.A. Times, uh, that number actually has raised over a thousand new members of the app system. So it's getting worse, not better. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, you've got a lot of people who want to make careers out of being politicians. And if you take a specific stance, you know, and, and this is, this is kind of, if you look at it logically again, Rick, you know, if, if I am a politician and uh, the majority of my voting base is poor, do I really want those people to come out of poverty? Because if, if, if I do, I lose my voting base. And I mean, this can honestly kind of be compared to be the same thing here. And I, I think that, you know, you, you definitely see those trends and, and can be onto something. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to pile on all of these laws and restrict the law abiding citizens uh, so that, you know, the, the actual criminals can get swept under the rug so we can use them and, and make no mistake about this. Politicians use these people um, you know, in, in order to incite new laws. And that's why organizations like CRPA are out there. We're, we're trying to get rid of these laws. We're suing on these unconstitutional laws to clear the path for law enforcement agencies like DOJ to actually be able to take a straight shot and clear up things like this apps program uh, because it's, it's got to be done. And I want to remind people, you know, Bonta is the guy who has, has been trying to get, you know, the firearms age raised from 18 to 21. You know, he has been going after things like, uh, you know, getting rid of gun shows at the fairgrounds down in San Diego. This guy is not friendly to the Second Amendment as an assembly member. This guy 
has been trying to go after us year after year after year with other things. And, uh, you know, he, he's not going to slow down as the attorney general. I think people need to realize, and we're going to talk about this and, and unpack it a little bit in the next segment, of, you know, this is what happens when we as gun advocates, as members of the Second community, uh, Amendment community, do not go after these people when they're, again, low-hanging fruit. There was a time where Bonta wasn't a big name. But, you know, trying to convince people, hey, we need to put money into it. And one of the things I've argued for the past year, and I know you, you're probably sick of hearing me say it, but Kevin, you know, you have somebody like Dan Crenshaw come in from Texas, who's a great guy. I love Dan Crenshaw, just for all the, the you know, the listeners love him. But giving him $100, $1,000, 5000 10000 or as several people did, $100,000 to help him get reelected in Texas does not move the ball in California. But if we had that money here in California within our community to fight people like Bonta, the Peter principle wouldn't be working this week, and we would see a crappy legislator becoming the top cop in the state. Like, this is dangerous territory, and it's being replicated because what happened? You know, a really bad litigator became a really bad, you know, city attorney, became a really bad attorney general, and now they're the vice president of the United States. And, you know, one day could actually sit in the Oval. So I think this is something we should, you know, really start teaching people. And, Kevin, with what you do all the time at CRPA and up and down the state, I really want to unpack this in the next segment to empower our listeners on how they can turn this back, how they can have hope, and how they can fight. We'll be right back with Firing Line Radio. Have questions about handgun safety? local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! This is Rick Travis with Firing Line Radio, filling in for the great Phil Naiman. And with me today is Kevin Small from the California Rifle Pistol Association. Kevin is an amazing man who goes up and down the state working with our various chapters located throughout the state and growing every day. And one of the things those chapters do is they work politically at the local level. And I'm going to tie these two things together to help the people here in uh, the great IE and part of uh, the Western LA Basin that listen to the station to really start thinking about what is going on 
and how they can start to turn this back. Because I said in the last segment, we've got, you know, former uh, Democratic Assemblyman Rob Bonta, who is now um, going to be our attorney general, the top cop over the California DOJ, which as a gun owner, you got to know this is the guy who's going to make the decisions over who gets rated, who doesn't get rated, how that looks, how gun laws get applied. Um, and Kevin, I know we talk about the last line being sheriffs, but how do we start to turn the tide back against the assembly and start to take it back? Because that comes every two years. And it seems like with now well over 8 million gun owners, we should be doing better. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's got to be a big picture mentality along with an immediate reaction mentality. And it's, you know, it's it's no surprise that we've gotten our new attorney general the way that we have, because look who it is that appointed him. So, you know, as, as far as the immediate is concerned, you have things like recalls, you know, ding, 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 people. Um, this is something that uh, we need to organize quickly on. There will be a special election for a recall of Gavin Newsom. If Gavin Newsom isn't sitting there um, up in Sacramento, then he's not uh, giving this position to Bonta, and, uh, period. But, you know, I, I mean, barring any movie stars uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or even you could consider Donald Trump, um, you know, politicians don't just spring up out of nowhere. Uh, and I think this is what you were alluding to. This is the age old people cut their teeth at, at the local level. CRPA has chapters all up and down the state for this particular area. We have a Riverside chapter, uh, a San Bernardino chapter coming soon. And these are the people who are getting out there and educating people within their community, uh, talking to the legislature, talking to their elected officials, making sure that their voices are heard. Um, and, and making sure that these politicians know that they are here to serve the people, not the other way around. We are not subjects, but uh, the grassroots is, is certainly building in, in the two-way community. And honestly, if, if you want your Second Amendment rights, it's time to look them up and get on board. Work needs to be done. So one of the things I want to talk to you about, Kevin, and, and to help listeners understand, too, is that, you know, I think a lot of people look at you know, certain races and, and vote blindly almost on other races. And so I'm going to spend a little time just asking you some questions. So are judges races important? Absolutely. So you just don't mark the incumbent. You, you kind of want to know about the judge. No. And again, we, pro, you know, CRPA provides information on as many judges as we can. And of course, it's important. These are the people who are actually enforcing or, or overturning these laws in courtrooms when organizations like CRPA, you know, sue uh, on them. So, yes, they're very important. Uh, district attorneys? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. City councils, dog catcher, et cetera. People no vote should be thrown away. And one of the things that, you know, we talk about is a lot of times we get calls from people like you listeners that call us like two days before the vote, who should I vote for? And we're thankful. We are so thankful that you're engaging the process and getting out there. But for those of you that are just sick and freaking tired of all this junk that has been going on, and not just on the Second Amendment, on other issues, Here's some ways you get involved. You obviously join the CRPA chapter up and down the state. And if there isn't one in your area, I guarantee you if you call Kevin and say, 
hey, I'm willing to get a group of people to meet in my, my clubhouse, my backyard, wherever it is. This man will help make it happen. And they can do that. How, Kevin? They can contact us at contact at crpa.org. Just let us know. Um, I'm looking for a chapter in my area, or I would like to start a chapter, and we'll we'll get back to you and work with you on that. The other thing is, at those chapter meetings, we get local politicians to come out so we can put them on the spot. We can ask them questions. We can find out where they're at. We get potential candidates. We've had several candidates get their, their start at, at you know a chapter meeting throughout the state. The other thing that you got to do is you start got to start going out to these different groups. And, and I know some of you may be like, well, my, you know, my Republican group or my, you know, local chapter of the Rotary Club or, you know, Elks Lot, whatever that group may be, they're just not doing it. Well, change it. Get them to do it. Move out there. Because I guarantee you, Kevin and I all the time are facing your opposition. And your opposition has people of all ages that have literally taken over what were defunct groups that were inept, dying on the vine, and have revitalized them by just going in and becoming a new leadership of it. This is a fight for the very fabric of our nation, not just for the Second Amendment. If we lose the Second Amendment, we lose any ability to continue that fight. But we have got to get involved. And that's one of the things that Kevin and I work on all the time. But you know, Kevin, you are the guy that is working with these people up and down. What are some of the things a person can do with the chapter to help influence an election? Say, I don't know, in 22? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think that starts with getting the um, candidates in front of people. Uh, I think it's really important, you know, especially here in California, we, we have kind of come under the viewpoint as a whole that we are subjects. You know, we are going to be released by Gavin Newsom on June 15th or whatever it is. I'm sorry, like we're not your subjects. You are supposed to represent us to the federal government and your local politicians are no different. They are supposed to represent you to the state capitol. So, you know, it's important to get these people out there, ask them the right questions and have the opportunity to do so to make sure that your voice counts. And I I think we really need to start understanding that we are the ones that hold the power in this country. That's how our Constitution was written. And that's how we want to keep it. Uh, Other than that, you know, we're, we're doing all sorts of things. We're walking around offering educational opportunities uh, specifically pertaining to politicians. We're showing up at local government meetings and letting people know exactly what it is we want from them. If your board of supervisors is not representing you the way that you want, you have the power to go and get signatures and recall them. And this is kind of the vetting process that our chapters are going through throughout the state to make sure that we have the right people representing us. You know, Kevin, you brought up something uh, just a minute ago, talking about Governor Newsom, the June 15th uh, COVID, we get to come out of COVID deadline. And often, I know you get asked this question, I get asked this question, and it goes, okay, I'm willing to talk to some of my friends, but I don't know what to say. Folks, this is a perfect example of something to say. Think about it. For the past almost 18 months, we have had the governor of this state tell us that every decision related to COVID was not going to be emotionally based. It was not going to be like some pie in the sky. It was going to be based on science, scientifically based. Yet, at the beginning of April, he says, June 15th, we can come out. Okay, freeze that for a moment. Science has to be tested. 
It's basic, folks. You come up with a, a theory, you go test the theory. You cannot test a theory in the future and come back to the past in a time machine and go, oh, I know it's all going to be okay on June 15th. That is scientifically impossible. That's all you have to say is it's scientifically impossible for the government to know that anything's going to be anything on June 15th. Unless, unless, yet again, we don't know that Gavin Newsom actually owns the rights to the psychic hotline. Now, if that's the truth, then uh, he's been missing it for a while because he's been psychically incorrect. But, you know, short of that, we need to start looking at him and saying, this isn't real. And the politicians that are following lockstep with him, they're not real. And we need to quit looking at, you know, entertainers. I mean, I don't care if it's Alyssa Milano, who I can't stomach, or if it's Clint Eastwood. Neither of them are firearms experts. You know, neither of them should I vote just because one of them tells me to vote. They're actors. Now, if Clint tells me this is how you direct a film to become an Academy Award winner, I'm listening because that man's a genius. But if he's telling me this is how you set up a range, not listening. I'm listening to some of the people that work for CRP and others. That's what they do. Folks, you got to start asking people. You know, you're not going to listen to um, you know, one of the famous chefs on TV tell you how to fix your plumbing. They're chefs. So quit listening to these talking heads and these, quote, influencers. They're not influencers. They're confusers. And that's what these people are on social media. Confusers. Don't give them legitimacy by following them. We'll be right back with the final segment of Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. This is Rick Travis, the Director of Development with the California Rifle Pistol Association, welcoming you back to Farming Line Radio. I'm filling in for the great Phil Naiman, who is out this week. With me is Kevin Small, the Director of Advocacy and Outreach at the California Rifle Pistol Association, and we're breaking down uh, what is going on in our state and how you can fight back. And Kevin, I'm going to start off this final segment with we the people, the opening words of our Constitution. And one of the things that you can use as a talking point that you folks are looking for is it's we the people, not we the, the, the elected elitist minority. So let's just look at California. We're going to bring this back to our home state. 
California is led by 120 legislators between the Assembly and the Senate and a governor and then a bunch of bureaucratic whacks up and down the state. But the fact is, you're looking at basically less than 125 people that are making decisions for your lives at a state level. And then at a local community level, most counties are looking at five to seven supervisors and then a handful of people in their city council, which means if you live in a community like me, that's seven and seven, that's 1,420. Oh, yeah, it's less than 150 people telling 38 million people when to jump and how high. And this is how bad it's got. We have quit asking them to to be a good employee. I mean, if you're a person that's working for you at whatever kind of job you have was to come in and go, nope, not going to do that. I'm going to change everything up because it just feels like the right thing to do. I doubt they would work there very long. Thoughts, Kevin? Well, they're not only telling you to jump. They're telling you to jump out of a plane. They're telling you it's safe to jump out of a plane while they refuse to jump out of said plane. I mean, if if you're going to tell me that we are locked down because coronavirus is extremely deadly and that's the science, you don't go to your you don't go to your hair salon. You don't go to the French laundry or whatever schnoozy, you know, restaurant that Gavin Newsom got caught being at with a bunch of medical health advisors. So, yeah, I, I, honestly, I am extremely surprised there hasn't been some sort of revolt here in California, just given the fact that, you know, they, we are we are seeing the people tell us what to do and then they are doing the exact opposite. Not only that. You know, Rick, do you remember Nancy Pelosi got caught at that hair salon prior to the election and she still got reelected? How exactly does this happen? Well, that happens when you do these creative little ads with, you know, $30 pints of ice cream and say, this is how I maintain my beautiful weight and stay so attractive. (laughs) Oh, wait, she's one of the ugliest people out there. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think this has happened because. People look at them like they have no ability to do anything or influence it. And you do. I mean, what would happen? Let's just let me just pull something out of the air. Say you're an assembly person and a group of your citizens don't like what you're doing. If that group was to show up at their local home office and be peaceable, but saying, hey, I want to talk. I got some complaints. I got some grievances, which, by the way, is one of your First Amendment rights. And I'm here to exercise that. What does that do to that local home office? It, it completely disrupts it. it. It doesn't allow them to do the things that they want to do. And it lets them know that I risk not getting reelected if I continue down this path. But if I just hang out with you know a fellow gun owner at the range or at the gun store and, and you know just gripe, what does that do to move the ball? Well, nothing to move the ball. It might make uh, it, it might create a network of frustrated people, but it doesn't actually move the ball. And I think this is something. Um, again, you know, we're going to go back to the chapters here that CRPA has worked very hard. You know, you can channel that frustration. You can channel that frustration into doing something good. All it takes is a little bit of organization. Guys, don't recreate the wheel. We have already created this organization. So. Um, 
you know, getting involved with groups of people who are already, you know, on this ball is, is the best way that you can go. And Kevin, I'm going to bring this up. Uh, I know you have put together this fantastic network, but we've already had some success with that network shutting down assembly members and senators' offices to stop votes. Yeah, you I mean, done an incredible job on that. Not only that, you know, there there have been a couple of uh, fair boards that have flirted with the idea of taking away gun shows. We had chapters show up there uh, and and make sure that they. Um, they, they got the, they got the gun shows rescheduled. We've also got, you know, we're, we're pushing back in, in Shasta, getting a two-way resolution passed up there, making sure that no anti-two-way laws, uh, are going to get any sort of funding in that County. So there are definitely things that you can do. There's no point in feeling helpless here. Uh, we've just kind of got to get up off of our rear ends and, and start working. You know, one of the things that we do hear from people in our community, which is sad, is, well, what's the point? Because, great, you're going to get a 2A resolution passed in Shasta, but Kevin, I live in San Bernardino. Can I get that passed or Orange County or somewhere else? And here's one of the things I really want to focus on. Round one, you might not get it passed. That's not a fail, though, because you got it out in front of the public. You let them know you're there. But, you know, looking at Shasta, Shasta didn't happen in round one. It's happening like round three. A lot of these people are being dedicated. They realize it's a process because guess what, folks? The progressives didn't gain power on the first day. They have kept pounding on it. You know, to quote the the late Bruce Lee, we've got to be like water and grind the stone down to make it do what we want it to do. And that means constant pressure. I think it's worth mentioning also, Rick, I don't think it's going to go this long, but they're 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 ready they're ready to go for round 19 up there right you know, this, this isn't an expectation uh to create positive change overnight they understand this is the long haul and you know what that's kind of the the nature that comes out of being organized it's not just a bunch of frustrated people sitting in a room griping it's putting together a plan creating a realistic goal and going to get that goal yeah you know one of the things too is i hear a lot of people go well why do we have to do this it shouldn't we shouldn't have to do it But the founding fathers that everybody loves to quote, especially in our Second Amendment community, were the very ones that told us every generation, every generation was going to have to do this. Ronald Reagan, you know, who is often touted in our community, also said every generation, you know, is going to have to do it. Um, Several of our our famous, uh, you know, leaders in this country have said we're always one generation away from losing the Constitution. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our time. This is our D-Day. This is our fight. And we need you all on board. We need you to join. Um, you know, I'll be blunt. CRPA is the leader in this state fighting for your rights. You know, the NRA is focused on trying to relocate to Texas and trying to reconstitute itself. But it's went through a lot of damage. It's still going through a lot. It does not have the power it once had in California. You know, hopefully one day that will come back, but it's not there. We are the ones filling in the gap. We are the ones making sure competitions are still going. We're opening up ranges. We're, we're networking across the state. And the work you're doing, Kevin, with grassroots and outreach is phenomenal. But tell people how easy it is to get involved, Kevin. I mean, literally the click of a button, go to contact at crpa.org, or you can, you can find that link on the website, which is 
uh, crpa.org. Uh, and send us a message. Let us know. I want to get involved, and we will reach out to you uh, and, and get you hooked up with a local chapter. If there's not one in your area, we're doing telecommunication with our chapters, or you can start a new chapter. This happens all the time, so it's definitely a, a quick turnaround. So, yeah, I mean, send them in. And Kevin, let's just say the person isn't physically able to go do stuff like that. How else can they be a part of this movement and help? Well, I mean, we just saw eight chapters participate in phone calls to the legislation um, calling in uh, against Senate Bill 264. But I think more importantly, Rick, is donate. You, you can always donate. These programs require, um, you know, funding in order to get the message out. We've got materials going out. So those donations for CRPA programs, which, by the way, legislation is, is, is a program as well. Litigation is a program as well. These are great ways that you can get involved, even if you can't physically come out. So, folks, as we close today's radio, we want to thank you for being with us. Thank you, Phil, for allowing the CRPA to be on today, filling in for you. But we want you to know we're in this fight for the long haul. None of us are driving around limousines, half suits, half cars that cost any more than the average car does for anybody else. We are working 24 hours a day to fight for your rights. Come join us. Stand with us. Continue to stand with Phil Naiman and all the wonderful work he does here. We hope to see you at an event sometime this summer as we come out of COVID and we'll be at Rahagas and we'll be at Bass Pros and other places in your neighborhood. Come out and join us, see us, talk to with us and spend some time as we push back in this war for our rights. Shoot, Felipe, shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.